Hello and welcome everybody to the very first episode of the ABW show starring me, Society B. Now, I know what you're thinking. Who the hell is this woman who is talking to me and why should I be interested? Well, to cover that a little bit, I am going to give you guys a quick rundown about who I am because, I mean, if we're going to sit here and talk like good girlfriends, you should probably know a little bit about me, right? Okay, so let's get into it. I am, of course, an amazing Black woman. Um, I am awesome, which is the reason why I started doing this podcast anyways. Um, But I also wanted to give a voice to other awesome women out there and, you know, just give us more positivity in the world. There's a lot of things that are going on. There's a lot of troubling times that we're having. We are very near a recession, war times happening in other places, mass shootings are outnumbering the number of days that we have already used up in this brand new year. So this is definitely a time and space to actually have some joy, have some fun, and just chat. Also, I do know that the pandemic has made everybody more separate, spread apart. Things have changed. People have changed. Life has happened. So if you don't seem to have a good girlfriend right now, or you do have them and you can't talk to them all the time, I am happy to step in as a placeholder for that because that's why we're here. So a little bit about me. I am a single fun foodie. I am a dog and plant mom. Shout out to the dog and plant moms because we struggle. Just kidding. (laughs) There's absolutely no struggle. Okay. Um, I mean, there is a little bit when you're traveling, but that's that's for another day in time. Anyways, I am a single, fun, foodie-loving dog and plant mom. I am a traveler. I really enjoy traveling with my girlfriends. I travel for work. I travel solo. It is one of the best things to just get out of. So I would love to share that journey and story with you guys as well. Um, mental health is obviously something that we have all started to focus on a lot more, especially since the pandemic has happened. People are now turning inward, uh, discovering that, you know, they have severe anxiety. They don't like to be alone. They do not want to sit and suffer in silence. And whether that is by themselves or in the office, they are now speaking up. And those who have yet to speak up, who are just having those feelings inside, it's good to feel those emotions and get them out. Um, I actually uh, was diagnosed with depression. Mm, It was right after my, mm, kind of in the middle of my senior year in high school. Um, That is when my headaches started, where I had chronic headache syndrome was the uh, diagnosis. And basically what happened was, is that I noticed that I had a consistent headache for about two weeks and asked my mom, like, how long do headaches usually last? Because this seems strange. I told her she was clearly shocked. Um, And I was like, no, it's not like super painful. It's just kind of like, you know, always there. So we decided to go and get me checked out. I've seen like a neurologist and all of that. I've had MRIs and things like that to eliminate you know, whether or not it was a tumor or a lesion or, you know, some kind of brain bleed. And it wasn't any of those things. Um, It was mainly 
what came down to be known as chronic mixed headache syndrome, which is I suffer from migraine and tension headaches at the same time. And it increases uh, when pretty much I go through very stressful moments or very big life-changing moments. And obviously, this is a turning point. I am leaving, about to head off to college. Shout out to Temple University. And in doing so, I guess that I didn't realize that I was at such a high stress. It was a very exciting time. It was fun. I got there my freshman year and had no friends. Um, the adjustment period is super different. I'm originally from Maryland. So moving to what is a very much a city urban landscape like North Philadelphia is a little bit of a culture shock. Um so it's like the subway is there, everything's so big, it's loud, it's noisy, you just have to kind of make your way. So, you know, you're out here living the dream finally on your own and it's a bit overwhelming. So that is basically where the upticks in my headaches uh, started. So outside of that, migraines increased, um, even though my grades were still stable, I had some issues. I um, definitely had to go through some long days of laying in the dark with my face underneath a pillow or being taken to the hospital in the middle of the night. Um, stressful things had happened. So that is one component of my invisible uh, disability. And the second part is depression. That is actually what was partnered with my chronic myxetic syndrome being away from family, not being able to uh, see my friends that I had grown up with, being in a new place, just kind of trying to adjust and also be your authentic self also while you're changing at the same time. Um, it's stressful. And I think that we don't talk about that enough. So I definitely have had rough times. I am in no way uh, cured of depression because I don't think it works that way. I would never say that I'm completely cured, um, but I have had highs and lows and I have, um, you know, talked about it and not talked about it. I think the majority of my friends did not know for a long time. And then I just was like, all right, let's like, yeah, this is what it is. And in the beginning, it's very scary to share that, but I owned it. I was working at it. I was seeing a therapist. I, at one time, was on medication to help regulate and stabilize my moods. So, I mean, over the past several years dealing with that, you really are like, this is a part of me and I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm not going to hide it. And I'm not alone in that. So I just want to say to anybody who is struggling with that or struggling with any kind of mental illness, I know what you're talking about. I'm here for you. And I will even go as far as to say, and full disclosure, that I have had thoughts of suicide and thoughts of like, what if this is too much and maybe I shouldn't be here. I can't handle this. Um, I've devised plans about how to do it. But in the end, um, as you know, I did not go through with it because life is like a book and I wanted to see how the story ends and I didn't want to stop reading the book, shall I say, before it was time. 
Um, it really had nothing to do with the people I was leaving behind potentially or anything like that. I wanted it for me, you know, um, there are ups and downs and ebbs and flows in life. There are good times and there are bad times. And I wanted to get through the bad times to see what the good was on the other side. So that is what I did. It took a long time. I won't say the next day I woke up and I was fresh as a daisy. I mean, it doesn't work like that. It is an everyday kind of challenge sometimes when you are just now starting to come out of that um, and feel a sense of normalcy or even a new normal for you on the other side. But you can get there. And there's always going to be help. There is nothing wrong with asking. And you just need to know that somebody is there to listen sometimes and that they get it and that they're not judging. And that's what I'm here for. So I'm glad to be here. I am happy that I'm sharing this guy, this with you guys uh, immediately and up front so that you know um, that I am a layered person and... I am not trying to talk to you guys like, oh, I'm so much better. Oh, yeah, I'm saying I get it. Uh, But I really don't. No, I totally get it. Um, But as we go through this, we are definitely going to talk about this as good girlfriends, good girl and guy friends, good everything. So that is the story about my mental health. And yeah, let's move on. All right, let's go. Let's get into something I like to call Black Girl News. So Black Girl News is basically, obviously, anything that has to do with an awesome Black woman. You know, I am going to share it with you because that is what I'm here for. And I also want to celebrate these queens all the time. So back in the pandemic, when everybody was ordering things, watching all of the television and having cocktails every single day. I mean, I was. Instead of obviously using my Peloton to work out, it was a mess. I decided that I needed to get some lingerie and not just any lingerie. I wanted the cute lingerie, the sexy lingerie. I have no idea why I wanted this because yes, you're right. You're probably thinking, didn't she say she was single? I absolutely am single. And I also was single during the pandemic. So there was no actual reason for me to be purchasing all of this. But as the old adage goes, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So, of course, I started looking for lingerie. Obviously kicked it off with my girl, Riri. Shout out to Barbados. I also am Beijing as well. Um, Clearly like three grandmothers back though. But, you know, I'm still claiming it, okay? I'm still claiming it. Anyways, started with Rihanna and the Savage Fenty lines, and that was great. But then as I'm scrolling through Instagram for the zillionth time in probably that same day or that afternoon, I came across a company that is Black-owned called Love Vera. Now, what caught my eye about Love Vera is the fact that they had this beautiful, Black-netted, sexy, Avenger-type lingerie that they were advertising. And they had a woman who was standard size and also a woman who was plus size in it in the actual ad. It wasn't like there was a woman that was standard size in the ad only. And then when you clicked on it, you saw that there was plus size. They were in the ad from jump, 
which I absolutely love. Love the inclusion. We need it more. What made me make this brand a favorite of mine is that they pretty much had all of the nudes and nude tones for most women of color, which is very hard to come by. If you have ever tried to do like a beautiful nude uh, underneath like a white blouse or some kind of cute attire that you are, you know, you need lingerie for or something that's a little, you know, sexy um, and you want to give a little mm, and take it right back, you know that it is hard to definitely find skin tone colored lingerie, pantyhose, pretty much anything. But in the pandemic, I discovered that Love Vera definitely did this and I was hooked so much that I ordered from them at least three or four times, still sans man. But I just want to say that ordering lingerie and being a fan of it has nothing to do with whether you are partnered or not. I got it because it was adorable. I put it on. Some things were cute and flirty. Some things were, okay, this is like giving me power. And other things said, I'm going to be a dominatrix and there is not one motherfucker that is going to stop me. And that actually turned out to be one of my favorite outfits. I put it on every once in a while. Also got a little bit of, a, you know, a couple of set of accessories, but that is none of your business and that is neither here nor there. Anyways, um, I just wanted to say that that is an amazing brand. If you are looking for lingerie, they are still out there, I'm sure, because I have now said their brand name at least three or four times. The algorithm is going to send you some kind of little prompt in Instagram where Love Vera is going to pop up, but definitely check them out. Now, it's the Super Bowl coming. Now, I've already mentioned Rihanna and how she definitely is giving me lingerie vibes, and I love it because that's what a good Pisces does. But in about a week's time, our good sis is going to hit the Super Bowl stage, and I hope she burns it down with all of the hits, all of the everything. I want to hear all of the songs, okay? Not only do we not have an album, we just have a single. And that single was on the Black Panther soundtrack. I mean, I love it and all. Like, yes, I get it. It's a lullaby, but it's not really my favorite. I know, I know, I know. But that's neither here nor there. I'm ready to take it back to Ponda Replay, to be quite honest. I want to see if she's going to be out here doing Umbrella and who's going to be dancing under it now because I highly doubt it's going to be Chris Brown. I am waiting for her to bring out Pharrell to do Lemon because why not? Do you know the amount of guests that Rihanna could possibly have? I mean, shout out to her baby daddy ASAP because you know he's going to be in the building. He might hit the stage because nepotism, I guess. But I mean, the brother's good, but look, we're not here to see him. Anyways, he needs to be holding that cute baby that they have on the sidelines, being supportive, just like Quincy was at the final scenes of Love and Basketball. If you have the chance to go to the Super Bowl, I want you all to dress in all black with your asymmetrical cuts, getting your life. Put on the red lipstick. Oh, another good one I want her to actually do. Yes. Put on the red lipstick. Kiss it better. Do everything that you need to do. I want to see 
five, six, seven, eight counts out in the hall by the concession stands. I want people to be sick of y'all. Do you hear me? Because this is going to be a moment. Now, yes, granted, Rihanna, along with a lot of other celebrities and power players, did denounce the NFL a while ago. Um, And it seems like, you know, some amends have been made, checks have been written, and here we are. But, I mean, a lot of things are always said, and then a lot of things are always done opposite. But either way, I cannot wait. And also, who's playing? I don't even know who's playing. Doesn't even matter. Most of the people I know are probably just going to tune in at the halftime to watch the commercials and to watch Ree. And pretty much, I'm probably going to be one of those people. Unless I wind up at a super cute Super Bowl party and there is like a good looking man there. I'll pretend to be interested for at least 45 minutes. Don't act like I'm the only one that does that, okay? Listen, you got to play to win. Anyways, the time has come for us to talk about the Grand Dame. And I am not talking about Karen Huger over on Real Housewives of Potomac. I am talking about the Queen Beyonce. Because, baby, those tickets are going to drop soon. And I hope that everybody has an open credit card so that they can purchase. Because we all know that the Creole queen is going to upcharge like a mofo. Also, I would just like to point out that Ticketmaster, if you in any way try to do anything to the beehive that you did to those Taylor Swifty Swifts, baby, you have seen nothing yet. Don't play with them, okay? Do not play with the beehive. Do not play with the stands at all. Get it right. You messed up with Taylor. Do not mess up with Beyonce. Because not only will they take you to court, they will be waiting outside after court to beat your ass. Just saying. It's not a threat. But it might be a promise. Mm. Anyways, let's move on to something that I hold near and dear to my heart, which is TV and film. I am a creative I have always been in the creative industry. I consider myself to be an entertainer. My parents definitely have been on Broadway and in many shows. Um, And my mom has her own one-woman show right now that runs in Washington, D.C. So definitely I grew up in the arts. I wouldn't say I'm a theater kid, but I'll be knowing a few things. Um, And with that, I would love to turn and talk about Black TV. I don't know how many of you guys are old enough to remember actually being there when 90s TV was happening, or if you're just hearing about the 90s nostalgia from all of the people that were there when they were young, watching all the fantastic TV shows. But I feel like there is a resurgence of Black TV shows that is coming right now, and I am absolutely here for it. There is so much talent And so many stories that can be told. Obviously, we've covered slavery. We don't need to keep seeing it all the time. I mean, we get it. What I love is all of the fantastic things that are coming out of Abbott Elementary. Again, shout out Quinta Brunson and Temple University because she went there as well. Yes. Now, if you by chance have never heard of Abbott Elementary, 
Stop this podcast right now and go and look it up on Hulu and watch all of it. Obviously, for the rest of us who have clearly heard of this and are laughing every week, this past episode was probably my favorite. And only because I laughed and guffawed through the entire thing. If you don't know which episode this is as we are taping, it is the episode where they are selling candy bars to go to (laughs) the museum. Ava, being the worldly entrepreneur herself and, you know, the queen of hustle, has gotten these kids to basically do any and everything to get people to open their pockets from pity to shame to just great sales pitching to upselling them um, and also just double charging them because obviously that would be the easiest thing. The way she finessed... Sorry, the way she has finessed her coworkers into basically running this whole thing. And obviously she met her goal because it's Ava. Of course she is. She's great at this. Um, The entire episode is just insanely funny. Shout out to the writers that are there. They really get it. They get how to talk about issues uh, now so they are not so clunky and belabored and very ham-fisted. Um, they definitely are hitting the mark, like right in the center, hitting that mark of these are real experiences that teachers have. These are real challenges that teachers have. And these are the fun, happy, pleasurable, rewarding moments that teachers have. And shout out to all of the teachers, by the way, you all birth so many generations of people. You are inspiring. You are doing the heavy lifting for a lot of society by being sometimes mom and dad and supplier and, you know, helper and counselor to children of all ages at all stages disciplinarian as well um because it takes a village yes these people have parents sometimes one sometimes two sometimes five whoever is in their household but a teacher is definitely one of the most important roles and important parts of our upbringing um i'm sure that If you thought about it at any given moment from if you started at kindergarten all the way through high school, even to college, there is at least one teacher that you will never forget for whatever reason. Either they were inspiring, they laid the law down, they opened your eyes to something new, or, you know, they just were a great big support and or they were just kind and just wonderful. And that's pretty much what we need in those formative years. So shout out to all of the teachers. I know I went on a tangent there about teachers, but I really had to. Now, Abbott Elementary, insanely funny. I am so glad that they are sweeping up all the awards. Congratulations to the entire cast, especially Quinta for bringing forward um, an idea for a show that ABC did pick up. And it's a winner, baby. It is a winner. And we are here. Season three has just gotten picked up as an early pickup. That is amazing. And I cannot wait to go on the journey 
because we are still waiting to see whether or not Janine and Gregory are going to get together. I mean, of course they are. Why wouldn't they? It's just a matter of when. That's really it. It's just a matter of when. And now I'm thinking maybe it's going to be at the end of season two. But that could be a little too soon because we all know that when Max and Kyle got together and living single, baby, oh, it was so good. I'm getting Max and Kyle vibes with Janine and Gregory, and I'm hoping that it is the same ride, but different. Okay, now that we have gone into the comedy side, let's jump over to the drama. And this is the show that I have been waiting to tell you guys about. It is brought to us by Apple TV Plus, and it is called Truth Be Told. Truth Be Told stars Octavia Spencer, award winner, as Poppy Parnell, and she is a true crime podcaster. Basically, in season three, which is the one that I'm basically going, which is the one that I'm explaining to you guys right now, is the story of several girls that have gone missing recently. And it's kind of an inordinate amount of girls that are going missing. It's a bit of a mystery, like where are they? What's going on? Who's taking them? And why is this happening? Uh, throughout the series, they do uh, discover that, you know, a lot of girls who are black or brown are also missing, but there isn't a lot of news coverage about it. There are no rallies. There are no discussions. There's, the police are not, you know, galvanizing to help find them as quickly as uh, their Caucasian uh, counterparts. So Poppy steps in to try to help solve the mystery uh, with the help of or hindrance of uh, a local principal um, in Oakland who is played by Gabrielle Union. Uh, the two women uh, kind of battle back and forth. You don't know if uh, Gabrielle is going to be helpful or hindering to uh, Poppy trying to find the truth and bring back at least some of these girls and solve the crimes. But both of these women are acting down. It is fantastic to see. And also this series reminded me of, do you guys remember the uh, Bring Back Our Girls campaign that was back in 2014? A big hashtag campaign that started on Twitter and Instagram and all of that when uh, close to about 300 girls were abducted on their way to school um, over the course of about a day or two uh, by the Boko Haram and were basically kidnapped and were going to be forced in to convert to Islam and serve and be a part of this entire group. Uh, thankfully, the girls escaped immediately um, and were able to get away. Um, the rest were still there for some time and over the course of months and maybe like a year or a year and a half afterwards, more girls escaped or actually were let go because of negotiations that were made with the Nigerian government and uh, the rebel group. Um, and unfortunately, I think to this day, up until maybe last year, sometime, it seems that um, about 100 of those young girls are still missing or unaccounted for. And pretty much, I think that the government is not helping as much as they were before. So they still are out there. Occasionally, one or two of them are being found or discovered and, you know, being rescued. But there still are a lot of them out there who are trying to just make it back and make it out alive. Um, so this 
show, truth be told, definitely reminded me of that because it was just such a big scandal. People, you know, it was global news. Um, it was entirely wrong. It was like these children were on their way to school. They did nothing wrong. They were just taken. And it just sh shined a light on how terrorism can show up in many different forms um, and variations across the country. Uh, it also reminded me of the Gabby Petito story that was pretty much national news. It was all over the news, GMA, there were protests, people got on Twitter, there was a huge campaign about what happened to Gabby, where was she, who was this weirdo that she was with, you know, what's going on, uh, even though she was had this kind of social media-ish kind of life and doing a little lifestyle thing with her young boyfriend, things got out of hand and people wanted to find out. Meanwhile, there were many other black, brown, and indigenous women that had gone missing during the same time. There was absolutely no coverage. Nobody was saying anything. The police was were not helping family or friends locate, find them. So it's basically like, you know, black and brown girls go missing every day. And I'm really glad that they are talking about black and brown women going missing. This does continue to happen quite often. Um, and we don't receive the same resources or hype or coverage or help. And we should. We are worthy of being found. We are worthy of being worried about. And it's really sad that, you know, we are still overlooked in so many ways. It's like, you guys love our culture. You want to take everything from us, but then you bash us and bastardize everything that we do when we do it to make us seem less than. It is something that we need to do better about, not as just, you know, a country, but globally, we definitely need to do better. But anyways, it is packed with amazing performances by not only uh, Octavia and Gabrielle, but also Ron Cephas Jones is in this, who plays Poppy's father. If you are familiar with This Is Us, Ron Cephas Jones actually played William, who is Sterling K. Brown's uh, father in the series, Randall. It's Randall's dad. So uh, we've got heavy hitting powerhouse performances, great play, great acting. I think you will enjoy it. It is obviously an adventure, true crime, thriller kind of uh, tale. So if you are into that or you just want to watch a good show, definitely go ahead and check it out. So there you go. Those are some of the top black shows that I can recommend that I am watching now. And that's it. Go ahead and check them out and let me know what you think. And I will be right back with our next segment because I need some water. And now it's time for my favorite segment, Cinderella Syndrome. If you don't know what Cinderella Syndrome is, Basically, the quick version is, is that it is a fear of independence and an unconscious desire to be taken care of by someone else. More commonly happens when uh, a person begins to grow older. It is definitely something that is taken on more so by non-women of color. And uh, basically, they look like a Cinderella, hence the name. Cinderella syndrome also leads to inappropriate and ineffectual behavior, uh, anxieties, stresses, and all of that is basically a fear of being exposed or being independent in society. For example, 
let's move on to today's Cinderella syndrome, which unfortunately goes to possibly former GMA co-anchor Amy Robach. It has come out that Amy Robach, who obviously has been having uh, a clandestine affair with one TJ Holmes, whose real name is Lutellis, uh, they have been obviously having a romantic relationship at work, even though these two are basically peers at work. Uh, obviously, ABC is a place where they have a very squeaky clean image, especially for seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. They do not want their news anchors to be full of scandal while reading the news because everybody is just thinking about these two that have seen each other naked. And what did those eyes that they just made about after that story have to say about them? Uh, the reason why we are dedicating uh, Cinderella Syndrome to one Amy Robach is today that reports are coming out that she is claiming to have been blindsided by the news that one TJ Holmes has had other extramarital affairs with some of their co-workers in the past, and she had no idea. Uh, she is feeling like she is kind of, I guess, betrayed possibly, or, you know, just left in the dark, not really understanding. I guess she thought that she was the only one. But sis, come on now. If he is willing to enter into an extramarital affair with you, just as much as you were able to enter into an extramarital affair with him, what makes you think that you would be the only one over the years? Also, this man had his first affair with one of you guys' co-workers at the beginning of his marriage. And I find it hard to believe that you did not hear any kind of rumor about that in the makeup chair at all. So let's not jump out there and say that you are completely blindsided by this. You can't be blindsided when somebody is touching your ass and you're holding their chest at, at a coffee shop or going upstate with them for a romantic weekend while both of you are still with your significant others. Clearly, the people over at GMA and ABC are not happy about this because this is all anybody wants to talk about. They do not want to have salacious sensationalism at six o'clock in the morning, they want the regular news. They want the news updates. They want to give weather. They want to have nice, friendly banter and talk about dancing with the stars and move on. But no, you two could not keep it in your pants. So now you have been asked to step away from your very lucrative jobs and have been placed on hold. And a decision, I guess, will be decided pretty much in the next week or so, whether or not you, one Amy Roebuck, are going to keep your job. Because as it turns out, I am feeling like the information and pretty much all of the negativity is being stacked against TJ as we speak. I mean, this broken December, it is no more than, what, 30 days later that you are like, I can't believe it. I kind of was blindsided. I didn't realize that our relationship was going to be so big and so much attention and such a big story outside of my marriage. How, sis? How did you not know that? You are literally a national news anchor sleeping with a national news anchor who is not on another network, not on another TV show, was literally sitting right next to you, who you went to London with to watch a whole bunch of things in a tight little box that you all were commentating on over the summer. So back then, 
People saw that you guys had sparks flying between you. What makes you think that after you all decided to start getting close and cozy in London town and then coming back to the States that you could carry on with a secret affair? Meanwhile, you weren't worried about your husband or your blended family or his wife and his blended family at all. So why do you feel like you are blindsided when clearly every article that I have read about this has said that you two are consenting adults that entered into this relationship of your own volition? Doesn't really make sense for you to now be like, oh my God, I just didn't know what was going to happen. Also, I feel that you guys have to re-sign your contracts maybe yearly or every 18 months or something. And I definitely know that both of you have signed a contract in probably the last 16 months that did have some kind of morality clause in it because ABC and Disney are not trying to play any of those games like the other networks have had to deal with in the past. This is not Morning Joe, okay? They are not interested in having two co-hosts that are in an affair, cheating on their spouses, and then marrying each other or continuing on and having it play out in the newspapers. These people want to give the news and get you guys out of there so they can move on to Kelly and what's-his-face. This is just nuts. Uh, And Amy, I do not appreciate the fact that you are now trying to throw TJ under the bus when the two of you were definitely holding hands and skipping out to coffee and dinner and making out in the street and really palling around all of New York City before this shit broke. And now you can't understand what's going on. Oh my God, I don't understand. My hair's on fire. Why is this happening? They're going to fire me. Yes, sis, they might. But I feel like this is a play for you to act like a victim. And for you to throw this black man under the bus and pretty much absolve yourself from any wrongdoing, like you got sucked into the sexiness of Lutellus and now you want to be forgiven, you want to keep your job, and you want to move on. I'm guessing that it's not just the GMA job that is a little bit hanging in the balance here about whether or not you're going to continue on because you also do host the chase that is a nighttime program that is also on ABC. So they might be a, they might be ready to rip up your contract altogether. Hopefully that is not what happens and you will be able to keep your job because nobody should lose their job. However, you throwing your affair buddy under the bus like this screams white woman. It screams white tears And it screams annoyance. And we all saw it kind of coming. It was only a matter of time. Of course, you don't want to go down with that ship. You want somebody to save you. But sweetheart, nobody is going to save you. You opted to save yourself. And now here you are throwing this man overboard and trying to swim back to the ABC shores. And. I'm sorry to say, they probably are not going to welcome you back with open arms. In the matter of TJ, he clearly is out of there. The evidence against him is mounting. I mean, between the junior script supervisor that he has had a month-long affair with years ago, who was about 13 years his junior, and then two other people at the network that he has had sex with, but probably not a relationship with, They are probably going to have him leave. 
And all I have to say is ESPN will probably happily welcome him. And I hope that he lands on his feet because he's going to be going through some rough times. But you, my dear, have got to own up to what you've done. Not only did you gallivant through the streets and act like nothing was wrong and nothing had happened while your husband deleted all of the photos of you off of his Instagram and you both went dark. This is a mess of your own making. And it's time for you to grab a broom and start to sweep up and clean up this mess. Sorry, girl. This is not for you. You are suffering from Cinderella syndrome. Okay, my dear, it is time for me to wrap this up because I have to go walk the dog and figure out what I'm going to make for dinner tonight. But before I go, I would love to just drop some awesome black wisdom on you. And as a final thought, I would like to share a quote from the one, the only, the goat, Miss Simone Biles. And it goes like this. She says, don't wait until you've reached your goal to be proud of yourself. Be proud of every step you take towards reaching that goal. I wanted to do that quote because this being my very first episode of this podcast, I am so appreciative to reach this goal. I am very proud of myself for finally doing this and finally putting this out there. This is a step that I am proud of, and I am so excited to move forward to reach whatever the larger goal is that I'm trying to achieve, but also this one. I have a podcast, and I have a full episode that I've done, and I'm so, so proud of myself and happy that you guys have been here for my inaugural episode. So as I am wrapping up here, I would love to say thank you to each and every person that has stuck around and listened. I hope that you have gotten to know me a little bit, and I hope you've enjoyed our girl chat today. I truly appreciate this journey that I'm on. Special shout out to all of my friends who have encouraged me to do this over the years, even voiceover people and people on the street who said, yes, oh my gosh, you're totally great at this. I don't know. That remains to be seen. But I am glad I did it. This is a goal that I've reached, and I hope that you are going to be proud of the goal that you reached this week. I know you can do it. And with that, we are finally coming to the very end of this show. So I am going to go ahead and skedaddle. And until next time, don't forget, you are awesome, you are amazing, and I am always here to chat with you. Until next time. Bye. She's got a text text from her cars to her clothes to 